Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm Rosemetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And today we're going to have a special edition. We want to start doing this a little more often. We talked about doing football, um, but we're going to do some college football, man. The NFL hasn't started yet, so we plan on doing a predictions um, for other smaller things. We basically have our Super Bowl predictions, but just maybe division, stuff like that. Um, but for college football, here we are. Um, Dom isn't here because he's not a big college football fan. Don't blame him. I, I Honestly, um, we talked about this before. Just I blame Jalen Suggs for uh, ruining my boy's confidence. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing about the whole college thing, right? You uh-huh. have to get a Jalen Suggs under your belt before you're officially a fan, right? Because yeah. everybody has those and under under their belt eventually because if you've been doing it long enough, hey, it happens. Johnny Manziel. That's all I got to say to that one. Oh, man, don't tell me. <laughs> Johnny Manziel was the one for me. But it's like it's like you got to enjoy the journey, right? He's only exactly. thinking about doing thugs in the league. He just forgets about the half-court shot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how he was jumping up and down. But I'll talk Dom into it. He'll probably join later in the season. Um, maybe they were at the playoffs, but let's get into it. Um, week one at college football. Now, as you guys know, week two and three is not going to be quite this exciting, but week one started off crazy. Um, and let's get into it. We had number two, Ohio State, playing number five, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and C.J. Stroud end up winning 21 to 10. Um, and I'm sorry to do this, to, to do this to you, Darnell. Mm-hmm. I got to say that game was boring as hell. I just got to say it. It wasn't – see, this is the thing, right? It wasn't the typical Ohio State performance offensively that you would expect because yeah. typically they're expected to be this lights out, up and down, track star, track meet, 55-point offense. But that offense last year proved to be able to be held in check at times. And on the second play of the game, or it was very early in the game, Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba, who on top of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both going into both being drafted in the top 10 and going into the NFL, mm-hmm. he had 347 yards in the in the ball game in a Rose Bowl. So you take mm-hmm. him out of the equation. So all three of them are off the field. So they had a combined between the rest of the receivers, it was a combined 21 career catches. So now you're talking about, okay, how do I find my rhythm on the fly? This is a better than advertised, more not better than advertised. We don't know how good any of these teams are yet. That's another part that, you know, about the preseason rankings, which is we'll probably get into later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so having those receivers with that inexperience, it's not like you were just going to, Tops just come out and just be lights out. Like you're gonna have your bumps in the road, and they did. They were able to score some points at the end, but overall, it's like you happy they get the win, but it wasn't a dominating performance where they covered the spread and everyone's leaving saying, "Oh man, Ohio State is gonna be the national championship favorite" or anything like that. Yeah, I would say, like you exactly said, and obviously, you know, I forgot about Lave. Um, and Wilson, right? Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I forgot about them and the fact that they lost them, but just watching it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was just exactly what you said. There, there normally Ohio State, there's an element of speed, or or there's the element of a great running back who can break off a big play. Um, I didn't see any of that, and yeah. I think. Or again, then the third thing here is when they don't have either one of those two, they have a quarterback who can take off. Um, and so for me not to see that, I guess is a little jarring. I, and you know, um, just watching it, it was interesting because I was watching this one on like the, the full twenty-two. So I'm looking. It's not CJ Stroud. Honestly, is pretty good. Um, yeah. He was doing. He he had some special moments, but mm-hmm. I don't think. How do I put this? He's more of a prototypical passer, right? So, yeah, he's a pocket passer. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm just looking at the field, and there's literally no one open, like the entire game. Um, He was spamming Abuka, and then Harrison Jr. was well covered for most of the game. It was, it was just like you said. There's no, there's no element of speed, right? There's no like deep bomb threats, anything like that. I think I'm looking right now. Yeah, their biggest play was 31 yards. That's not the Ohio State. Remember. And the issue is, first off, my bigger issue is Notre Dame. I, I just don't like them. Um, so I'm cool <laughs> with them getting up out of the paint real quick. Um, the problem is, is they can still sneak back in, but I don't want to see them anywhere near the college football, the college football playoffs. Um, I'm glad you reminded thing. me of the college football playoff, too, because over the weekend, they changed the rule yeah. or they changed it to where it's going to be a 12-team playoff coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you probably know about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know about that. Um, well, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, I do want to know your opinions, but just real quick on Notre Dame. I know it's boring. Just stay with me. No, um, no it's not boring. Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. But, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, they, they really couldn't do anything all game. Um, they squeezed out their 10 points, and then were trying to just control the ball game. And Ohio State finally pushed through, scored. Um, so we don't know how good Notre Dame's defense is. No, but, we don't. you know. But, I don't think the, the problem is I don't think you could take too much from Ohio State's defense either. Now, let me take that back because Michigan last year, the reason that they lost that game is because they were just getting run all over. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. So to yeah, their credit, it, it looks like they fixed that issue, right? Yeah. They have a new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles. I think okay. they had the number three overall defense last year at Oklahoma State. That's where he's coming from. And, oh, wow. Um. Like they have, they're doing a whole bunch of different things defensively. So they're they're disguising a lot of their blitzes. They're mm-hmm. you know they're going to show and then re- and then retreat a lot. And with all of that being said, it was a couple times where they had a couple broken assign or missed assignments, just specifically because they were just new in the system that they're running. But mm-hmm. outside of that, they made majority of their open field tackles which was a problem last year they were aggressive at the point of attack which was a problem last year and they didn't cause any turnovers but there was no big plays like so it was overall an impressive defensive performance to me from Ohio State as compared to what they were last year and offensively they have so much talent that I'm not really worried about them in the long term because I think CJ Straw can figure it out. And they were doing a lot of two safety looks, two two double double high safety looks. And it just kept everything in front of CJ and made him take, you know, some of the shorter routes or shorter throws where opposed to where he might have wanted to go for more explosive plays. 
Yeah. To that point, I will say when they got to the red zone, like, you know, obviously I think it was the third or fourth quarter, but they got to the red zone and then Notre Dame tried to blitz. CJ Stroud had a beautiful uh, post crosser Mm -hmm. um, just for that touchdown. I was like, dang, it was an impressive behind throw because he's getting blitzed. He's getting pressured. He's moving back and he just throws it perfectly. So you're like, well, damn, if you can do that, there you go. I think the more we talk about, I don't think that would be really my concern. Again, it's Notre Dame, so they are good at run defense, Mm -hmm. but – I think Ohio State either needs an explosive runner or an explosive receiver. Oh, they have an explosive runner, though. Do they? Henderson is, yeah, he's one of the explosive backs in the country. And and definitely the Big Ten. I don't don't know about the country because I haven't seen everybody yet. But, yeah, he's he's on the short list for the Heisman right now. Well, not right now, but going into the season, he was like – yeah. Just I have my way too early. Yeah, I have my way too early Heisman predictions. We'll get to that. But okay, then maybe maybe it's credit to Notre Dame's defense then because they kind of they held him in check. He didn't go crazy, um, but it was consistent. They were getting six yards carry. Boom, boom, boom. It was just third downs. Notre Dame would step up. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, at least I will say this. Thank you. But I do have a shout out for uh, Notre right. Dame real quick. I got a shout out to tight end mm-hmm. for Notre Dame, man. Um, oh yeah, he nice. He nice. is nice. He is nice. really good. Like mm-hmm. so, I see her pro- like a future for him. Um, they had another receiver, number twenty nine, who made a nice little circus catch. It was like a juggling catch on the sideline, which mm-hmm. was another big play for them. So overall, it's like I was a little bit more impressed with Notre Dame than most. I thought it was going to be a total wash. I, I didn't too. know what to expect, really, but with no, Jackson, I thought I, I thought they were getting was hurt about to get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> just threw it off for for, for the offense. But mm-hmm. this isn't a game that Ohio State wins last year, in my opinion. So I, I think that's impressive. Just week one takeaway. Yeah. Also, Notre Dame's best offensive player for about ten years now has been their tight end. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, moving on. Um, we got Georgia versus Oregon. I I think um well I, I think the nation, you know, those who are kind of like like me, put mm-hmm. myself in that group, who I watch college football, really enjoy it, right? But mm-hmm. I don't really keep up to date with the offseason. I got two other off seasons to kind of keep, you know, track of NFL, NBA. Yeah. And college football sometimes, you know, gets in that loss. So when I walk, when I turned on, you know, the game and I see Bo Nixon starting for Oregon, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Auburn, man. <laughs> I mean, more confusing is we – so we put them 11th in the rankings with Bo Nix, huh? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was ugly. Um, I mean, Georgia just did whatever they wanted. Um, defensively, didn't miss too much of a beat. Now, obviously, again, Bo Nix helps throw him two nice. Well, one was just an incredible interception. One of the interceptions was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one deep down the field, leaning backwards. I mean, yeah. who it was, but that interception was nuts. Um, but it was, you know, the other one just a lollipop middle of the field. Thanks. Um, now, what I will say from Georgia, from what I saw, was their ability to kind of 
go multiple and do a lot of different things because they have really good tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, just creates so many problems. And you saw it last year. Like they can go power run, or they can run a lot of play fakes off of it, and they can do two tight end like spread sets. So it really causes issues. And we were actually talking, um, you know, before we were on air about AJ McCarron. I think. I think Stenson Bennett is kind of getting into that, you know, or he's kind of like he's that. I wouldn't say it's AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron was a better player. Don't get me wrong. Um, But Bennett is definitely proving to like he's at the point now he's a senior. He's got complete command of the offense. Um, And the things that they do, the, the, the jet sweep stuff, the like little reverses and then still having that little bit of power run game. It was almost mm-hmm. like they were like, we could just run the ball on you guys, but we're trying to fun out here. And they just destroyed them. Uh, 49 to three. <laughs> They're just wiped the floor with them. Um, I got to say most impressive team for me uh, in week one, because they weren't playing Utah state. So there it is. Um, but don't worry. We'll talk about Bama later, but yeah, Georgia just, it, it looked like, they're, they lost a lot of great players. George Pickens, obviously, a lot of great defenders. But so happens when you can recruit. Doesn't look like too much drop off, at least early in week one. Um, Darno, what'd you kind of say? Uh, yeah, pretty much a lot of the same takeaways, especially uh, regarding Georgia. Oregon, uh, they're coming in with a new head coach. Previously, that was on the Georgia staff. So he was a little familiar with what Georgia was going to do. But that just showed you how much of a powerhouse George has turned into where whatever your game plan is, it really doesn't matter if you don't have the talent to really implement, you know, some of the schemes that you really want to do. So I think Georgia, for me, I was really impressed with them overall. I think that was their most impressive team. They'll probably, to me, be the team that they'll probably jump Ohio State, obviously, in the polls. It'll probably happen, but it's so ridiculous that you can be a you can be a two seed, play a five seed, beat them by double digits, and drop in the rankings. But that's college football for you. They won by forty six. But Oregon has, come on, man, forty six. I, I get you, but they are right. If you're going to use rankings, I don't think Notre Dame should rank five. First off, you make that very clear, right? I just don't, but I'm I'm a, I'm a Notre Dame, whatever. You call me a hater. I'm just tired of seeing <laughs> the boring asses around. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have put them fifth, but I get it, especially not to just losing their coach. But whatever, that's just me. So I don't know. They have a bad, they got a they definitely got a coach that's recruiting, and in the recruiting rankings, they're really high up there. So I think Notre Dame is going to be here to stay. So you probably see yeah. used to them. Yay. Can they just get like a weapon? Hey, like a quarterback or like a wide out? Running? Somebody who can do something who's not a tight end. No offense, Mr. Tight end guy. You're nice. But, but anyway, back to this. <laughs> I, just, I was going to ask you because I wanted to know what you thought about. Yeah, you know, obviously we'll get more into it. I, we'll get, we'll get more into it. So, I, so you think. Do you actually, in your heart of heart, think Ohio State should still be number two after what you saw? I don't really care, to be honest. As long as they're a top four, that's all that matters to me. And right, this is enough. the and this is the 
what is this? What they what do they call it? The AP poll? I don't care about yeah. the AP poll. That's not the one that matters. So I don't care. True. Doesn't mean anything. Um so yeah, moving on. Um what I thought game of the weekend. And I'm upset at myself, right? Because I'm sitting there watching boring ass Ohio State Notre Dame, no offense. Um, but I'm watching that game and I'm looking and it it like this is the thing with watching college football. Sometimes you got to go with your instincts. And I just saw the potential for Florida, Utah, but I ain't watch it live. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the highlights. I was like, damn, I really <laughs> fucked up on this one. That game was crazy. <laughs> game was lit. Um, first, I guess, and foremost, um, you know, Florida ended up winning 29-26. A lot of takeaways from this for me. Anthony Richardson, 160 yards passing, 100 rushing. He was amazing. Um, you know, big win for them. Last second interception to feel it. But the crazy thing to me was I really – I like Utah. I do. I thought they were impressive. They were able to run the ball with power and strength. Cameron Rising, their quarterback, really good. They, like, had the weapons. They had the defense. They just twice on the two-yard line turned the ball over. They had a fumble on the, on the one, on a fourth and goal. And then at the end of the game, of course, down three, Cameron Rising throws the pick. That ends the game. Um, and I – see, and this is the issue, right, is that it's Florida. So Florida is always viable, right, first seven, eight games of the year to look good and then just collapse. They've really done it every year. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a little tough, right, because yeah. a loss to them could really hurt because once they start their SEC gauntlet, it's going to be tougher for them. But I wouldn't mind – I'll put it like this. I think this is the year where we should get a pack 12 team in the playoff. Obviously, it's not Oregon. But that's my takeaway, and I'll get more into that later. But that's what I take away. Also, in my way-too-early Heisman um, rankings, mm-hmm. I got Anthony Richardson. Give me Richardson, man. He was doing some crazy shit out there. Okay. He was doing some shit. I was like, whoa. I'm glad you said him, man, because if it was going to be – the quarterback for Alabama, I was gonna be a little tight, man. Bryce Young, yes, nah. as Ohio State fan. Why? Can't why? Have, can't have him win it twice. Oh no, nah, no, nah, nah. he's not going to win. Okay, it's, it's it's too. You gotta catch people off guard when you win the Heisman. Yeah, and I got enough faith in the voters that they not that they have enough respect for the precedents that it might set. I'm talking shit, but. <laughs> This is great. So now, now Darnell has the opportunity to make every conversation about Ohio State like I do about the Sixers. So there we go. I'm sensing the dynamic already. Oh, that's what <laughs> I do about college football, bro. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Utah, Florida? I mean, it was very – I didn't see it live. I didn't mm-hmm. really see a lot of the highlights either. But obviously, the 300 total yards for the quarterback from Florida was impressive. What's yeah. his name again? Anthony Richardson. He's tough. Anthony Richardson. He's tough. Yeah. He had so a 45-yard run. I was like, damn. And he's yeah, he's tough. He, he's yeah, tough. That's, he is. Yeah, that's nice. I like I like dynamic quarterbacks that can have that uh that thread of the run in the past. And mm-hmm. that that's impressive. Uh Utah always is a good program. They this is the biggest upset of the weekend, so Mm-hmm. Having Utah go down, but like you said, Utah is impressive. They they were ranked seventh for a reason. They were probably going to be the favorite to win the Pac-12. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of hopes for USC, but I don't know. Utah might be Utah. Yeah, they're gonna be in the, in the conversation. When it's all said yeah. done, but go ahead. I, th- I think it's between those two for sure. Mm-hmm. Based off what I saw, for sure, Utah is really good. It's just, and there's a little. Actually, go ahead. Finish your thought before I, I used to actually to a little peek behind the curtain for the listeners. I used to actually bet on college football games sometimes, and I used to a lot of the times bet on Utah games. Don't ask why, but I had a little point where Utah was like a team where I had a lot of faith in. Go Utes. I like the Utes, man. Go Utes. Um, but another game, before we get into a couple of big programs, a big blowouts, Arkansas playing Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati, as we know, made the Cosswell playoff, but they lost Ritter. Um, they lost the cornerback. I forget his name. Sauce Gardner. Sauce they Gardner. lost Jerome Ford. Yeah. Lost both corners. Um, but they played pretty well against oh, Arkansas. Right. Sorry, my bad. Um, but they did play well against Arkansas. They started up uh, Bryant. Um, and he looked good, but the first half looked a little rocky. Then they started kind of attacking Arkansas's secondary. Now, my biggest takeaway here is two mm-hmm. things. I'm going to let you go before I get to the second thing. The first is the, the SEC quarterbacks as a whole. Um, and the SEC – I'll put it like this. The SEC – to some degree, is going to follow Alabama, right? So now what you're seeing is, and I don't think this is a Bryce Young thing. I think it's more, honestly, of a Tua Jalen Hurts thing. Mm. But you're seeing, like, the dual threats in the SEC get crazy. Now, Mississippi State, you know, had, like, Dak, stuff like that. But Arkansas has never really had a guy like they have now. And this K.J. Jefferson guy, he was really impressive as well. 230 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 62 rush yards. And, again, it was a similar situation. Cincinnati just, you know, had a couple turnovers. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what was the difference in the Utah-Florida game. And the SEC teams know they're going to try to beat Alabama. You can't turn the ball over, so they don't. And and that is the difference in, like, tight games like this. Um, Now another takeaway, you're going to enjoy this, but Mm -hmm. I want want to know any thoughts on this, Arkansas-Cincinnati? Um, I really like Cincinnati as a program. They're they've come a long way. They were just in the college football playoff last year, but when you lose a quarterback, a starting running back, two starting corners, you expect them to have a fault. Like you expect them to have a drop off, and so them not winning week one, opening weekend. I don't think it's that big of an indictment on anything, but props to Arkansas for you know coming through with the victory. And yeah, I didn't really see the game, so I don't really have any fast takeaways from anything that happened yesterday, but just going through it, it looks like, you know, Bryant, Ben Bryant, I think that's his name. Yeah. Ben Bryant for Cincinnati put on a show, 325, two touchdowns, but the interception was costly. 26 of 43. That's a little not impressive. That's like what? Had a 56. QBR, so that's not impressive at all. So yeah, the issue the issue with Ben Bryant um, was that early in the game, I think they just started off playing a little scared, and then late, you know, they started throwing bombs, attacking that secondary, but it was a little too late, and then they just couldn't convert on big opportunities. They had the ball one time, got like a fumble in the three, and kicked a field goal. Mm-hmm. I didn't see what happened because I was watching highlights as well, but it was just like, oh, okay. 
It's just, you know, I hate when highlights do that. I at least want to see how the drive ended, but whatever. Yeah. That's a personal gripe. Um, so I got to get the good ones. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, they only got three out of that? Oh, that's why they lost this game. You got you to gotta capitalize. They actually did get a fumble from Arkansas, a rare turnover, and just couldn't, couldn't really convert. Now, my bigger kind of takeaway from when I kind of saw week one, mm-hmm. um, obviously we talked about you saw a lot of SEC teams pulling off tough wins, but they all, all of them got to play at home, which I think is wild. Um, oh, don't get me started on the SEC bias because, man, do the SEC get – first of all, they always get the cupcake week one. Not so much of a cupcake. Oregon, I guess, on paper they might be a cupcake, but it's not really a cupcake. I didn't get they didn't. I mean, Alabama, whatever, but the rest of them didn't. Yeah, but just historically, like, they've never – like, they don't have to play anybody. They can just go through the SEC gauntlet and just rely on that when it's realistically not as many dominant teams as you might think in the conference. But that's just my gripe against the SEC. I think the issue in kind of like what I'm saying is even with that, Mm -hmm. They all got to play at home. So they got very quality wins. Beating Utah, great win for Florida. Mm -hmm. Beating Cincinnati, solid win for Arkansas. It's not a loss, right? Right. Um, And so stuff like that, it's like, uh, and then I was looking, I was like, oh, they're all at home. With those loud, of course. Now they're, obviously, crowds are loud. With the loud SEC fans and everything, it's like, oh, you know, changed my opinion a little bit to stand that. Because obviously that has um, a huge impact. Now, next week, of course, that's when it's Cupcake City for everybody in the country. Yeah. So, is what it is. We're looking at Baylor BYU is the big game next week. We might not even record, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alabama's playing Texas. We'll, we'll talk about Alabama smoking them. Um, why's BYU schedule so tough? Anyway, but I, I think, like, yeah, what you said, it's kind of, you know, one of those things. Yeah, there's the SEC bias. But, I mean, Georgia's going to play somebody and beat them by 46. I, I don't know. We might be headed no, to that again. I have no gripe against Georgia being – they might even – I mean, depending on how much of – well, we might as well get into Alabama before we have a – Yeah, good point. You're right. Um, Alabama won, played Utah State. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't play anybody. Or not until SEC. It, it's been said. Um – but I mean Bryce Young, my quick takeaways are Alabama overpowering them. But Bryce mm-hmm. Young looked a little more um willing to run, actually. I know that, you know, last year in games, and I'm sure Darnell, you saw this as well, would be like, why doesn't he just take off, right? Let's get those yams. Yeah. Well, this game he was doing it. He was just like, All right, I'm going. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna waste time this that the other. Um, because you know, he probably went there to so it like a quarterback, NFL quarterback, play like one yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of you could kind of tell that was on his mind last year. This game, nah. He came out 1828, not 195 passing yards, five touchdowns, right? Bryce Young. Um, but rushing five rushes, a hundred yards, one touchdown, including a 63 yard yeah. run. <laughs> so, so yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. That's see, that's what you wanted to see when you watched a primetime game. You wanted to see somebody put up 55 points, 
not necessarily a shutout, but that's the type of offense that you wanted to see in prime time. And that's why you were let down. So I get it. And I feel you. It's tough because I don't even blame you guys. First off, fuck Notre Dame. I knew what I was <laughs> I knew what I was getting into. That's the thing, right? It's like yeah. it's Notre Dame. What I know what I was hoping was Ohio State would just blow them out and I would see some Ohio State stuff. But again, maybe it was more important for them obviously to play defense because you look at a team. Um, do you have any ah, we'll just bounce. You look at a team like a Michigan, they put up 60. So mm-hmm. you still do have to compete with that. And even though the hardball situation is uh, interesting, they put up 51, sorry, not 60. But um, even even with um, that being the case, you know, um, the hardball situation, Michigan still looks like they can just run the ball on you, which they did. Total 40 rushes, 230, six yards to carry, four touchdowns. So, obviously, he's going to have to deal with that. But, yeah, you're, yeah, I wanted to see people score. Yes, I did. And I missed Georgia-Oregon because I was at work, and Georgia was just scoring. So, yeah. Yeah, Georgia been was just scoring and scoring. And, yeah. <laughs> the game was ridiculous. I did watch the Michigan-Colorado State game, for the record. And it looked like same old Michigan to me. Nothing like – like they didn't look different in any type of capacity, but they have two two different quarterback. They have two quarterbacks that they're going in and out with, and it's weird. It's weird system. And I guess they announced one of them is going to be the starter for week two. They did it before, like the quarterback's availability to the media. It was a little weird, and yeah, McNamara was not pleased. That's all East Penn said. That's all. The, that's their takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Now, um, so, so oh again, yeah, back so back to the overall our overall arching art they uh theme that you had about the SEC. So since we had Alabama yeah. out the way, go ahead. What was uh the question again? I don't remember. I th- I, I'm just gonna give you the table so you can just shit on the SEC real quick if you want to. No, I don't want to shit on the SEC. Not right now. I mean, I got my um, cross. I mean, I don't really have a, a necessary question. I think one one of my points was just they all got to play at home. Which I and think you said, oh, yeah, home. it was about the quarterbacks and how. Oh, yeah, how they are now uh, explosive. And I, I here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, what I saw before with the SEC, it was, you know, just overpowering with talent. I definitely think that Georgia and Alabama can still do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But like you said, it's not as deep. But what we've seen recently, if you really pay attention, is that their quarterback play has jumped up. And that has kind of been why they're a little friskier, this, that, the other. Georgia doesn't win without Bennett. Just don't. Mm-hmm. I forget who they had. It, was it Bennett back then? I don't know. But it was someone else right when they were playing Alabama before, and they just couldn't score. Oh, um, it was uh, what was his name? Man, I can't remember. Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, yeah. Yeah. And they he him over Justin Fields. Yep. Exactly, exactly. And even though, you know, all things being considered, um, maybe let's say Bennis is a, just a little better, more poison from. He still is a little better. I think he's a lot better. Let me take that back. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. disrespect him like that. He's better than Jake fucking Fromm. Right, because he doesn't do dumb shit. Fromm would just do dumb shit at bad times. Um, with that being said, Bryce Young is already a Heisman winner. He's a complete monster. He's literally Russell Wilson. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe 
I, I don't want to disrespect Prime Russell Wilson. I was gonna say maybe a little faster. Dude's flying out there. Um, yeah. and then like we talked about, you know, KJ Jefferson, Arkansas, Anthony Robinson, Florida. They're two really good dual threat quarterbacks. They're more like power runners. Although Anthony has that giddy up speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that run was great. The stuff you need to watch that. I don't know. The stuff he was doing was like whoa. It really was like whoa. I was like, damn. That's my early Heisman right there. Um, now can they over combat can they really compete with Alabama, Georgia? I don't think so. But as you see, it gives them the ability to beat these other teams. But I don't think there's a huge gap in talent. It's just the fact that maybe their quarterback's a little more explosive. And they did get to play at home. So that's my overall SEC take. I do still think they're going to get Georgia and Alabama in. I think they're the two best teams in the country um, right now. Although I do have a sleeper that I want to talk about in a little bit. But, yeah, those are my SEC thoughts. What are what are yours? Week one. Um, I, I would agree that those are probably the two best teams in the country. Not that they can't lose later on in the season or anything like oh, that. Oh, no. I, I don't think Georgia – I don't know. Cause, Cause, it's Bo Nix, man. I'm not. I'm not. Just to be honest, I really can't tell. <laughs> but they're, because uh, you know their defense last year was like, oh, they're just not going to let anyone score the first eight weeks of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're just an all-time great defense. I don't know if they're that again. Yeah, we so might like. Not. Yeah, it's so like so many question marks I still have about the SEC and overall college football and around all the teams. So I don't really have any. Big takeaways for the SEC yet. I still mm-hmm. want to see them play each other a little bit to see how some of these teams match up against like similar athletes. Because I don't want to see Utah State and uh, Alabama. I don't want to see Georgia, Oregon. Like I want to see. I'm not. I don't want to see Alabama, Georgia. But you get where I'm going with this. Does Bama, Texas? Get you going? Not really, but I want to see Quinn Ewers, who was Ohio State quarterback last year, who's now the quarterback at Texas. And I want to see if he can – he was the number one rated quarterback coming out. I want to see if he still has something going for himself. I'm not trying to make this all about Ohio State, but sorry. It happens. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I guess it does. Um. All right, well – yeah, so SEC will still have to wait. We'll have to wait about three, four more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Clemson plays on Monday. They're the number four team in the country. I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU plays Florida State tonight. So Brian Kelly's first game. I might might tune in. Might might be too drunk at that point. We'll see. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think for sure SEC will definitely have to wait and see. There's another one that I was looking at. It's like, yeah, Miami plays Texas A&M, too, in two weeks. Um, so that's a pretty good one. Those are your rest of what I would call your little tests. And Miami put up 70 on Bethune, so whatever. And so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Because Texas A&M, for some reason, always gets top 10 respect and does nothing with it. Um, that's true. Like every year. It's actually ridiculous how often it <laughs> They're literally six or seven every year. Johnny Manziel has carried them to be six or seven ten years, ten years later. It's crazy. You know, it's you know Johnny Manziel is getting a Netflix documentary. <laughs> he earned it. 
No, he that, can't. Man. It's trash. That, I don't want to huh? see that. It's, trash. it's probably gonna be trash. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but I know a lot of people are gonna tune in. That is the Browns um, fan and Darnell right there. But moving on, I had one more thing before we get to the college football playoff um, mm-hmm. changing. I uh, did want to talk real quick. You mentioned a little bit USC. I did watch yes. them. Um, 66 to 14 over Rice. Yeah, and what do you think? What do you think? I like it, man. They mm-hmm. are fucking fast. Like, <laughs> They're really fast, man. And their quarterback, Caleb uh, Williams. Williams. Yeah, he's nice. He is nice. And so, because yeah. you know, good. he always gets, they always get the talented quarterbacks, right? But no, that was Oklahoma's quarterback. He just happened to transfer because Lincoln Riley just went to. Uh, oh, is that, that's right. Yeah, that's all that is. And then they got a transfer in the, in, the, in the portal from Pittsburgh, who was a Blitnikoff finalist for best receiver in the country. So they kind of like put it, they kind of like put together a team through free agency, kind of like Alabama did. Like they took a whole bunch of transfers after they players left and college football is changing and it's a little bit different than it used to be. Mm -hmm. So it's weird. I think like the amount of new quarterbacks in the country is some crazy amount of some crazy high number of just People just changing over, and it's like in a bubble, and it's going to explode one day. But it's we not there yet. So, okay, I like free agency because USC look lit. They did coming to the Big Ten too, so we'll see. We'll see what they talking about. Very interesting. Weird, but whatever. It Very is. weird. So, so um, like you talked about earlier, twelve team playoff college mm-hmm. football is going to. Um, what do you what do you think about it, Darnell? Like it, hate it? It's kind of impartial to it. I don't really like four teams because it's not fair to the rest of the country, and it's and they always say it 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 like um it makes every game important, but it's hard to win every game year in and year out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so to not have any wiggle room is, like, a little ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like, I think in the long run, it's a little weird because if you have 12 teams, then that means the last game of the season is not really that in, like, the conference. I don't know how – I just don't know how it's going to work. I just don't know the dynamic, so it's a little weird. So what and, they said is there's going to be six uh, conference champions will automatically get in, and then six at-large bids. Yeah, like, but, it just changes, like, the dynamics of, like, rivalries to me because the last game of the season, if we bounce Michigan and they lose the last game of the season, they're not making the playoffs, and we know that. Now a game like that, they can still make it. We can both make it. So that's not really that much of a rivalry anymore. I hear you, but the thing is, is but, that for the SEC, we already saw this play out. Mm-hmm. Right? You can say that, like, oh, Alabama had to win in Georgia, whatever. Last year in the SEC championship, and Georgia was like, we don't really care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just what happened. And I was like, all right. And they ended up playing anyway. So 
to me, and, and then the thing that makes it why I'm, I agree with you, is it's not like these games have been good. They've been terrible. Yeah, that's true. The, the only – let me think of – if I could think of the good ones. The good ones I can think of top of my head since the Cosmo playoff. Ohio State, Alabama with Zeke. That was fire. Yeah. Zeke and Cardell. Mm. That was lit. Um, Bama, Georgia. Both times was lit. Mm-hmm. I really liked from that year as well, Georgia versus Oklahoma. That was really okay. fun. And I like, I, mean, I personally liked Ohio State Clemson. The year when it was Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence, the second time. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was a lot of fun. And then you're right, Clemson. So Clemson. Alabama got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, Clemson, Alabama both times. Was that after CP? Cosmo Blood? Yeah, I think. Was it? I don't remember. I can't remember. Close. It might not have been. Might might not have been. Because Jameis was around for the start of college football playoff. And I think the I think the, I think Deshaun got picked before Jameis. It's like right around there. But I mean if Jameis was yeah. Yeah, Jameis was twenty fifteen, I believe. And I believe Deshaun was twenty seventeen draft class. Okay. So then so 2017 was definitely because I remember the first possible playoff game was Florida losing to Oregon. Uh, you know, Jameis throwing his picks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then the Sean Watson Alabama ones, those count possible playoffs. Those yeah. were lit. Yeah, those count. But yeah. but it's like we kind of the only one that really kind of came out that caught us off guard was I think Ohio State because they exploded. Um, you know. In 2014, and yeah, in 2014, in the playoff, yeah, other than that's pretty much been shot, and you kind of knew what you were going to expect before it mm-hmm. happened. Um, so I like 12, not gonna lie to you, I do because I want to see different teams play different teams. The best teams are still going to blow out everybody. What we just saw it, Georgia just beat an 11, an 11, you know, ranked team by 46. But that's been happening in these playoff games anyway. Last year was awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it was Michigan getting trounced. I forget. Was it Notre Dame? Getting fucking no, it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati actually fought. Yeah. Cincinnati, Cincinnati actually did fight in that game. And again, that's why I want to see it. I think the little teams have a better chance. I think a team, I would take a team like Utah over Notre Dame any day. But Again, that's my thoughts on it. I'm cool watching, you know what I mean, a six or a seven pl- play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mind that. I don't mind having good cops. Because you never know. Um, I mean, and it, at the end of the day, it's about more football. So I'm not mad at yeah. it. Like, And it's like, imagine you get a quarterback, like, for instance, one quarterback who's never going to make it, but I would have loved to see in it, like a Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or even going back to this name, like a Johnny Manziel. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks who, like, you get that explosive quarterback, but their team is like, eh, right? Or not even eh, but it's, like, good, but they're not going to yeah. go undefeated. Then they end up being 10-2 and in a nine seed. I would love to watch that. Are you kidding me? Be lit. <laughs> yeah. 
You are gonna I mean, he's kind of talking me into it now. I mean, you're going to get bad games, but we are getting bad games already. Yeah. We're getting bad games already. So I don't, I don't mind it. I really don't. Fuck it. Give me, give me BYU, Baylor. Who cares? Who care. Um, yeah. That's my thoughts. I'm glad I sold you one. Yeah, you sold me. I'm sold. Sign me up. Yeah. But not great week one of um, college football. You got any other thoughts? Anything else we got in touch? No, we covered it. Yeah. I think we did a good job. I think we did a good job. Now, now next week, we'll see what we do. Teams yeah. do kind of suck. But <laughs> <laughs> I we'll, mean, we'll... I don't work weekend, so I'll probably be watching. So I'm not going to lie. I'll be watching some of these trash games. Why is this game at 12? What? Alabama, Texas at 12. Oh, yeah. Sign me up, man. Give me the 12 o'clock game, man. That's a bummer. I got work, man. Oh, yeah. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> Baylor BYU is at 10 15 at night. What the fuck is that? <laughs> this guy's a little dumb next week, bro. They in BYU. so stupid. They in different time zones, so it's different. Bro, this entire schedule is so dumb, and the best game is at 12. Yeah. How do you? What's your favorite game? Like, if you get, if you can have like a twelve o'clock game, three thirty game, or a seven thirty prime time at night game, which one would you pick? If watch? I'm off. Yeah, if you're if you're off, and you twelve. Decide any of them. 12. 12. 12. 12 is the best one. Twelve is pretty lit. Twelve is actually very lit. It's like because it's like, I feel like the like if you're watching pro football. The one o'clock game, one o'clock is a little later than people realize. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it really kind of takes a while to get there. And yeah, I feel like twelve is like a little sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve is like all right. Let's get it. Yeah, it's here. Let's start the week. I mean, that's why that's why Oklahoma Texas man, when it was good at twelve, mm-hmm. got got the whole week started right. Mm-hmm. September 24th, that is when conference play starts. I'm looking at it now. This game still kind of sucks, but that's okay. Yeah, but we'll be in the thick of the NFL yeah, too. So. True, true, true. All right, man. Thank you guys for joining, man. Hope you enjoyed, man. This college football, you know, edition of it. Excited about 12 teams. Now, they said it's not going to happen until 2026, by the way, Darnell, just so you know. But possibly as early as 2024, I heard, I thought. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It depends on how many blots we get this year. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, for Darnell Jones, this was uh, Demetrius Mason, and I hope you enjoy it. Later. Triple D.